Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Yeah, get the, of course get the podcast started. Maybe, um, Racism doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a fucking lie. I love it. Uh, I love that. Just what a, what a great way to start the day, everybody. Yo, can you uh, check the video and make sure I'm lined up good with the camera? Uh, yep, you're good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was until you bumped the fucking camera. <laughs> Oh, Good time. morning, everybody. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, that's such a great line. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Fucking deep cut. I don't know what movie it was, but some movie was on with him and John Travolta the other day. Well, it had to be a comedy. It, was, it wasn't one of those weird, serious Robin Williams roles, was it? No, it was definitely a comedy. It had Seth Green in it. You remember the movie? You must have remembered the movie. You remember I, it, the I feel movie. like every single person in our generation has seen this movie. Rat Race? Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like God. everyone in our generation God. has seen Rat Race. Jesus Christ. Do you know when the last time I thought about that movie was? Five years ago? Five years ago. I was just a wee lad rising up and crashing through. <laughs> This is Die with the, the blood. blood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. The show where we make the mainstream make sense. We take that pop culture perspective and we give you culture with some context. Holla at your boy. What's good with it? Y'all like these taglines? We build it in a brand, you know? Take brand is brand is the Maybe brand not strong. Is, the brand is ga- getting gains in. You know what I mean? The brand is equipped with cloth armor. <laughs> the fuck? No, you didn't. With the basic cloth armor, I couldn't even get a vault suit. Is that the equivalent of cloth armor? No, I mean, we get. How about this? You get okay, the leather no, vest. No, the leather wait. vest is like always on, always after like the tunic or okay. the cloth armor. So. Actually, it's tunic, cloth armor. But. And then it's like leather vest. Before you move up to like Brigadine. But is is the vault suit cloth armor though? Like, cause now I'm thinking about it. I mean, wouldn't it be? I don't think there's like, maybe it's like, I'm thinking like maybe like a wetsuit. (laughs) A wetsuit? Nah, a wetsuit that can- Like like... a space wetsuit. Or like a Gurren Lagann wetsuit. So what do we have to talk about today, Zig? What's been trending? What's been streaming? I've been buried in homework, sir. I've been buried in... That's it? That's all it's you got the, for it's me? It's finals week, man. That's all we got for the people today? No, I have all some right, other guys. stuff. We all can Relax. pack it in. Y'all can pack it in. Ain't shit happen this week. Elon was on SNL yesterday. Elon was on SNL. Jesus. We're gonna watch that on break. <laughs> 
You didn't watch it? I didn't watch it either. I mean, you know, look, let's keep it real. We all got lives. I've been dealing like, with... Like, I've legit been really busy with school. Everybody. I've been in a hotel for the last week because I've been dealing with plumbing issues. So, <laughs> yeah. let's keep it a band with y'all. Um, but we still got a show for you guys today. I got a roundup what middle class looks like in each state. And I kind of wanted to run it down with you and see how you felt about the numbers. Um, also, you know, with uh, the pandemic finally starting, things starting to look like some kind of normal again, you know, BuzzFeed put out an article about hugging. And how <laughs> and I kind of wanted to talk to you about, you know, some of the things that you think may come back now that we're, you know, re-examining what, normal life is gonna look like now well, that we're like actually that, the hugging here. article isn't as weird yeah now that we're actually here let's re-examine what you know normal life is gonna look like i just want to establish with the way i look right now johnny cash or was is and will always be cool you remember uh seth rogan and james franco yup you when was the last time you saw them two together the interview we're gonna talk about that <laughs> Ah, Super Smash Brothers rumors. And, I love those. And uh, Terminator rumors. I don't know about those. Yeah. So Terminator scary. Yeah. So I mean, increasingly wanna, so. So you want to just start there with the new Terminator? So they're currently doing casting, and it looks like Margot Robbie may be the lead in the new Terminator rumors. The Sarah Connor fill in or whoever. I guess so. It's I like mean, always it, someone a, from that family, isn't it? Okay, so it's a reboot, right? So it's got to be, you know, probably Sarah, in the titular Sarah Connor role. Yeah, and if they're all like the Connor family, it's like rope. It's like futuristic Castlevania. So the discussion that's been floating around the internet, though, is who is going to, you know, replace Arnold in the role of the Terminator? Because they're talking about returning to the roots and making the Terminator the villain of this movie again. Okay. So um, the top two contenders at the moment though seem to be, you wanna take a guess? John Cena and Idris Elba. Ooh, ooh, I like the throw in because I'm not gonna let him fake the funk for y'all i got it up on screen right now and he pulled he saw john cena the top two contenders at the moment seem to be john cena and the rock although although based on the discussion that everybody is having i feel like idris elba could be a very good candidate right i just pulled that one out of the air yeah who is going to replace arnold right like we need somebody that is like muscle bound like looks like they could be a robot android sent from the future to like fuck some shit up i don't know why but in every single fictional casting i always have a really hard time putting the rock in any role because i'm just like he's the rock okay it's hard to see him as anything other than (laughs) the rock have you seen the uh new set of like meme format that's been floating around and it's like I can't believe that this guy was also this guy and it's like actors playing different roles and then it's like I saw one recently that had The Rock at the bottom in like all the different movies he's been in and it was like wait you guys are playing different characters? (laughs) 
It's like I, what I say about Nicolas Cage. There, right? Every Nicolas Cage movie is Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage, trying to pretend to be the role that he's playing. Mm, that's kind of like Bruce Willis, right? Like every movie Bruce Willis is in is just Bruce Willis in a movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is Bruce Willis pretending to be a dad. This is Bruce Willis if you put him in a building with some terror. <laughs> the thing is, that's just Bruce Willis. The Nicolas Cage thing is like Inception. No, it, no. It's Nicolas Cage yeah. as Nicolas Cage. The so Bruce, he's putting on yeah. a form of himself. That's, that, yeah, the Nicolas Cage thing. The whole point of the discussion is The Rock would probably make a good Terminator if the Terminator was still the hero, right? If what we're doing is a return to, you know, what the T-1000, right? Yeah. I don't know. If we're returning the Terminator character to the villain, The Rock has shown that he doesn't make a good bad guy. Yeah, it's really hard to see him as a bad guy. It's really hard to see a guy who was built- When's the last time he was a good bad guy? The Scorpion King? When was the last time Rock did a heel turn? Like, when the WWE was still the WWF? Right? <laughs> like, come on. Ever since then, The Rock has been a pretty boy. He hasn't been <laughs> a heel since, like, way back in his career. Yeah. This is a dude who has built his entire brand around being one of the most likable people on the planet. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love The Rock. The Rock's great, and but it's just really hard for me to put him in be... any fictional casting because it's like, he's The Rock. That's like, what, that's he's The saying. Rock. He wouldn't be one of the top grossing actors in the country if, you know, he wasn't a likable brand in person, right? But, like, but, you know what I could see The Rock doing? Like, The Rock having, like, a motivational version of the Anthony Bourdain show. Hmm. Kind of like what Will Smith is getting ready to do with that uh, fitness company. Did you see that? The uh, whole... Will Smith body uh, acceptance thing that was trending. Oh yeah, where he has the dad bod and then he's like, this yeah. is the worst shape I've been in my life. Yeah, yeah, well it turns out that part of that, okay, I'm not gonna say that whole announcement was because he's got a partnership with like some fitness brand thing that's coming up, um, but <laughs> it turns out he's got a partnership with this fitness company that's gonna help him get back into Suicide Squad shape, <laughs> I guess. But but not back on the Suicide Squad set. Nah. Although, you know, he might have done really good in this James Gunn version. It sucks that he had to sit through the the other shitty one. Who directed that last one? I don't know, but Jared Leto sent him dead rats. Ah, yeah. And bullet see, casing. See, why, yeah, no, that'll make, that'll turn you off from wanting to do superhero movies. Like, yo, I, if I have to be in a movie with another guy pretending to be the fucking Joker, then like... You better be giving me Robert Downey Jr. numbers. Like, do you think they gave The Rock, or do you think they gave Will Robert Downey Jr. numbers to be in Suicide Squad? No. It's Will Smith, though. Yeah, but Will Smith, like, the last thing he... All right, so he's played a superhero with Hancock, but maybe not... Maybe he wanted to play a superhero that wasn't a raging alcoholic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is, okay, all right, look, I digress, right? Because the other person being considered for the Terminator role is not Will Smith, but John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> right? And to me, this makes way more sense. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like, 
John Cena may not be the kind of brand that The Rock is currently at the moment, but he did have a decent run of like, you know, being the poster boy for the WWE. He has shown himself to be a good I think he's tied star. for the most championship belts with Ric Flair. For real? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, shout, shout out, out Ric Flair. <laughs> shout out to the wrestling heads. And honestly, I feel like, okay, if what we're looking to do replays or recast Arnold, I just feel, I feel like, like John Cena is perfect. A better fit for that. Yeah. And that's why I said, if we're really gonna like, you know, redo this, the only other person I feel like would be Idris Elba, right? Did like, you actually you... think of Idris Elba beforehand? No, no, but when you said that, I'm like, oh, dog, I could totally see Idris Elba doing the I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and you know, we shit. already know he and can he's... be terrifying. He played exactly. Stringer Bell. Share Khan. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Idris Elba. And he was the fucking uh, villain in the Cats movie. Like, he's great as and he was a villain in that uh fucking fast and furious spinoff the sean Hobbs shit like yeah he was the bad guy in that like not to mention all of the acting creds he has from luther wait bam hold on hold on because in sean Hobbs, i'm pretty sure he played like a dude who like a pseudo like super soldier like superhero soldier serum (laughs) Super, what the fuck was it? That Super they gave Soldier Serum? Room? Damn it. That is, okay, why is that such a tongue twister? They gave Super him... Super Soldier Serum. Super pseudo, Soldier Serum. No, Pseudo Super Soldier Serum. Pseudo Super Soldier Serum. Pseudo Super Pseudo Super Soldier... Pseudo Super Soldier Serum. So, take two... <laughs> That's totally staying at the pod. <laughs> in Sean Hobbs, it's probably gonna stay in the video. <laughs> in Sean Hobbs, Idris Elba plays a villain who is kind of like a pseudo super soldier serum, like robot kind of like bad guy. So throwing him into the Terminator role would almost feels like the next transition, right? So now I'm like, why are we trying to like shoehorn the rock into everything. No offense, Dwayne, you're a great guy. <laughs> but I really think that like The Rock, like what was the Bourdain show called? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain show. Oh, um, Abroad with Anthony Bourdain or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you just have that show with The Rock, that's what the show was called, Abroad with Anthony Bourdain or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Abroad with The Rock or anyway, something like, like that. That show is essentially just Anthony Bourdain doing shit, right? No, but yeah, I mean... I th- that with The Rock would be awesome! We already have predecessors for that, right? Like, uh, Vice did two. One that I think is still running called Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson. Um, that's actually a really good show. And Eddie Wong had one called Wong's World where he did pretty much... It was... Wong's World was more of a direct predecessor to Abroad with Anthony Bourdain than Fuck That's Delicious was, if you ask me. But Vice only did two seasons of that, I guess maybe because Eddie knew that they were, you know, on the downward spiral beforehand. Or he's got other shit going on. That dude is crazy. His um, autobiography or memoirs or whatever you would call them, Fresh Off the Boat, 
really good read. If you, it was one of the first books that I got on Audible, um, so I recommend it. Since you just got done listening to Barack Obama's audiobook, yep, waiting for part two. But yes, it was like a twenty-eight hour long audiobook, and it was part one. <laughs> so I don't know. Now I'm. However, like, I will say, since he is. A lot of people have known that he is a long-form person when it comes to really making his point. But when you give him the long-form, he's really fucking good at it. I feel that. I mean, sometimes it takes... That's one of the things I feel like is an issue, an underlying issue with why social discourse is the way it is, right? Um, We've all been conditioned to shorter forms of media over the like long span of things which doesn't lend to narrative really well so now we i mean it's nothing new to say that like instant gratification is a thing right like Mm -hmm. and it's a problem that we have now you know we're used to being able to push a button and get something on demand like yep Jeff Bezos tried to make it so that all we had to do was, you know, buy those little widget things from Amazon, and then when you ran out of Tide, all you had to do was hit the Tide button and they would deliver it to you, right? Like, (laughs) we're getting, you know, we're getting very close to instant gratification. So, whenever it takes longer than fucking, like, 15 minutes, five minutes at that. I'm giving 15 minutes is long, right? Like, most people can't sit still for a 15 minute YouTube video anymore. It's like, yo, what the fuck is this about? Right? Um, it's hard for me to, and we're recording it. <laughs> but, yeah, having to listen to somebody give a lecture that's like, I mean, what? SNL monologues are what? Like two minutes? Nah, not longer. even. You think they're longer than that? Yeah, it depends on who it is, but I mean, I like, Bill Burr's is like six minutes. How long do you think Bill Maher's monologue is in the beginning of real time? I don't know. I don't watch Bill Maher. Uh, Bill Maher. <laughs> I used to. I feel, That's why I said I felt like it was two minutes, but maybe that's because, you know, his show is run, run time, what, like 40 minutes? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, like, all right, so, like, Colbert's monologue, he usually gets... Like, Colbert will generally get anywhere between from, like, 6 to 11 minutes for his monologue. Mm. At least when he had a studio audience. Okay, so, yeah. So, we'll say anywhere from 6 to 12 minutes. Yeah. Right? I don't feel like most people can sit through that. (laughs) Right? Like, have we looked at the numbers for SNL and what they did this Saturday? I have no idea. I haven't. All right. Well, I mean, we'll talk more about that when we come back from break but as far as choices between the rock and john cena go <laughs> i think it's a pretty slam dunk go with john cena yeah oh, well, however you guys elba. since you steal everything else from us right consider Andrew elba come on in a recent interview with the sunday times Seth Rogen spoke about why him and James Franco haven't done any together. I was just thinking together. the other day what happened to James. Where's James Franco been? Where'd you go? I don't know if you remember. He had, like, he was teaching college courses. And I can't remember. I know he was stuck under a rock for 127 hours. I can't. Continue. I can't remember. If it was through the college courses he was teaching 
or if it was something else that popped up but he had some allegations of like sexual assault or like sexual harassment pop up misconduct yeah one of those buzzwords you choose uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen pretty much said that as long that he's they're not working together because of that he said that he admitted the allegations changed many things in their relationship and their dynamic and he does not you know um I despise abuse and harassment and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it is what he said in the Sunday Times interview so we don't fuck with him no more going back on something that he said in a 2018 interview which is that he would continue to you know support his friend and you know work with him despite what was going on which to me signals that something happened between the two of them that changed Seth Rogen's point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, let's keep it a band. When he says that it changed the dynamic in their relationship, to me, that means that he had a discussion with them, you know, candidly about it, and whatever, based on whatever he discovered in the discussion, Seth Rogen was like, yeah, no. Nah, I don't fuck with you no yeah, more. we don't, yeah, no, we don't rock like that. So... <clears throat> If you were wondering <laughs> what's been going on with that and why we haven't seen the iconic buddy duo together. Yeah, because I mean, like, time. Pineapple Express, the interview. Well, because, you know, Meth and Red are getting ready to put out another album together, another Blackout album, and, you know, get you thinking about iconic buddy duos and stuff like that. And from, you know, a long way to seven degrees of separation. Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. How many degrees of separation do you think there are between Seth Rogen and Method Man? I feel like I can Google this, actually. Hold on. No, look, give me give me a second to think on it. Seth Rogen. I got it. Seth Rogen was in Superbad with Jonah Hill, who was in Get Him to the Greek with Puffy or Diddy who produced Biggie who was featured on a song with the Wu-Tang Clan. I think that was fine. Hmm. Not bad, right? I don't know if that works and I don't remember the shortcut to do this on Google. I know there is a shortcut though that you can use on Google to figure out the degrees of separation between two actors. But I think that I think that's a good I think that does work. So you said Seth Rogen to, to Method Man? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Seth Rogen wasn't super bad with Jonah Hill, who was in Get Him to the Greek, with Diddy, who produced Biggie, who was on a song with Wu Tang Clan. That's six degrees. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. We'll look it up on break. Give me another uh, one. <laughs> That's actually kind of fun. Give me another one. James Franco to Method Man. It's literally you just substitute super bad or mm, yeah, James Franco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would go to seven degrees. And it's seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I still have one degree. The same thing. You just add Pineapple Express. 
Jonah Hill wasn't in Pineapple Express. No, but Seth Rogen was. Oh, okay. I feel like that's cheating still. All right. <laughs> Britney Spears to Charles Barkley. Speaking of perfect matchups, I could probably figure that out. And dream ca- and fan casting ideas. There is a new petition for a new Smash Brothers character on the internet that is building some steam. I know, like my Tony Hawk's per- petition, he's got 50 signatures. Nope. Nope. In what seems like a promo attempt since they have a new game coming out, there has been a petition started. I don't know if it's an official petition or if, you know, whatever. For Crash Bandicoot to be the next DLC member. This has been one of the rumored characters <laughs> yeah. for the longest time. So you're not time. surprised? I'm not surprised that this is something. Is this something that you would want? I'd be like, eh, it makes sense. You have Banjo. Like, you're getting all of the, like, classic platformer guys. But that, Yeah. Uh, so like, I this want... be the first PlayStation crossover character? No, Cloud. Separate. Oh, oh, okay. Bayonetta. Okay. Yeah, those were... But those weren't... PlayStation exclusives, were they? Final Fantasy VII was. Was it? That yeah, was when it came out. And the remake is also why. exclusive. Damn, I don't... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I'll give you the remake, because I know that is exclusive. I don't know why I felt like Final Fantasy VII was on Nintendo as well. But I'm probably tripping. But, like, Crash would just kind of, for me, it would be like... I guess. It would make sense. What do you think his Super Smash move would be? I mean, his side B would just be him, like, doing the spin <laughs> kick. Yeah. He'd probably get, like, an extra jump or something. Wow. Now, wasn't it, like, a tornado jump that he does? Yeah, and then you'd, get, you, you'd have to do something with the mask, though. Oh, uh, no, it would totally... That's what a Super Smash move would be. He would, oh, it would be, like, Rosaluma? So you could control the mask somewhat while you're playing his or, crash? No, he would put the mask on and then he would go like Super Mario with the star or like gold Sonic all over the stage. What have I got? That seems kind of busted. Of course I really just busted. want I really just it's want a, to hear the sound effect. It's a it's a crossover character so you know his Super Smash movie. All right, so like the characters I actually want are Leon Kennedy uh-huh. from Resident Evil. Okay. Paper Mario cuz I think that would be a completely different character. And think about I'm it. I'm actually kind of surprised they don't have Paper Mario. But, like, think about it. When he does his air dodge, he just turns to the side. <laughs> like, it would be so cool. And he and just like, gives everybody paper. And he turns to the side for a Super Smash move and gives everybody paper cuts. Or, <laughs> yeah, and, like, if he... He can glide back to the stage by folding into a paper airplane. That's what I was getting ready. Or he turns into a paper airplane and gives everybody paper cuts. <laughs> like, uh, how, that would be sweet. <laughs> it would be sweet. And Tony Hawk. Put Tony Hawk in Smash, you cowards. And uh, probably Tiz from Bravely Default. I mean... But I think Leon would be the most fun one. I don't know. I think Crash would be a fun character for Smash. To me, anything's fair game. At this point, right? They fucking put the Duck Hunt dog. Steve from Minecraft. The duck hunt. Yeah, Sephiroth. I think, I think, These are all in the same game. I think all bits. Rob is literally a video game console. They have the Wii Fit Trainer. 
So yeah, I think all bets were off. All bets they are put off. the Wii Fit Trainer in. Um, oh, another one that I really want. Uh, Wolf Link and Minda. I think that would be really cool. From Twilight Princess. How long do you think it is before they put Kratos in there? <laughs> Come on, if we're gonna... I don't know. But, well... Kratos will be after they put in Alucard. You think they'll put in Alucard before they put in Kratos? 100% yes. How long do you think it is before Nathan Drake shows up? After Kratos. After Kratos? Yeah, no, totally after. Well, I don't know. They have Snape. Or a solid Snape. Yeah. Did you just say Snape? No, I said Snape. How long before Snape? Snape. Ooh, no, no. It'll be fucking Harry or Hermione first. Wingardia Leviosa. No, it's Wingardia Leviosa. No, no. As a matter of fact, this is Super Smash, right? So it'll be Dobby. <laughs> oh, man. No, like, I've heard, like, Sora from Kingdom Hearts is another one that people have been yeah. clamoring for. Dante yeah. from Devil May Cry. That's a really popular yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that would make sense. Like, Chrono from Chrono Trigger would be sweet. There's Pokemon are always fair game. Uh, and, of course, there's still more Fire Emblem characters. There's still more Fire Emblem characters. How long before we get a fucking Marvel character? Uh... After another four Fire Emblem characters, <laughs> Marvel would be a really long time. You think? Yeah, that Disney licensing. Well, if they get Sora, if they get Sora, then it becomes a non-zero possibility. Oh, that's probably why we don't have Sora yet. I keep forgetting that Kingdom Hearts is a Disney property. Yes, if Sora if, gets you put think... in the game, it is no longer a non-zero chance. Do you think we get Sora before we get Mickey? Yeah. You think? Yeah. You don't think Disney is... And okay, I think no, characters right, that, that no. they would put in from like that franchise, like those franchises beforehand, I think they would put in Titus from Final Fantasy X, Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII. No, no, okay, so... Do you think... Oh, Noctis from Okay, 15. so you said Sora before Mickey. Do you think Mickey before Goofy? Because I feel like... We, Fuck Goofy. I feel like, no, come on, All right, son. no, wait, 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 never mind. Goofy's fine. Fuck Donald. Donald don't do shit. Donald doesn't do anything. <laughs> You're like, oh, do you want a guest at your party? Why, yes, I do. Donald will start healing people when everybody has died. Right? <laughs> you be one character. Donald be about to die, and he'll heal you right before he dies. <laughs> Good luck, my nigga. You're at full health? Cure. <laughs> and all that, no. Right. You thought you were gonna start with something relevant. <laughs> you thought you were gonna start with something relevant. Oh lord. Oh lord. Oh, so you thought you were gonna start with something relevant. Well, I came up with a horrible new segment. <laughs> My man has commandeered the segment topic. It is called Break-A-Wish Foundation. Oh lord. Oh lord. Are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? 
Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And all of a sudden you're walking out on me? I don't think so. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! I don't know what I expected. From so, the bowels of Reddit. <laughs> so I asked you earlier yes. to come up with three wishes that you would ask a genie. Yeah. Now what I'm going to do is ruin every single one of those wishes. Now that you have given me the full content. <laughs> Next year, I'm gonna throw an audible and come up with three new wishes because I will not let you do this. I will not let you break my dreams in on camera, <laughs> sir. Okay. I will not let you crush my spirit. Okay, that's probably for, for the, best. the viewers. So my first wish is to end world hunger. But then Wu Tang Clan sews their asshole clothes and keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. I thought you was gonna say, okay, we end world hunger by making everybody a cannibal. Eh. Eh. We're in a pandemic. So, what does that mean? <laughs> I just turned shit to the purge in my own wish. Okay, my second wish would to be end all wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's see how you make this. this because one imperialistic nation won? Damn. Which and now we all live under one oligarchal throne. So we live in the Handmaid's Tale. That's what you're saying. An Amazon state. So Jeff Bezos. Yes. <laughs> Overlord Jeff Bezos. And we all to end world war because we are all united under Amazon. And we all have to shave our heads bald and report every time we have to stop working to go to the bathroom. Yep. Hmm. And just shave all of our heads bald so we lose all sense of individual identity. And then we fall apart as a human species. So based on my first two wishes, we now live in Soylent Green. Or what was that movie? Yeah, wasn't it Soylent Green? Because we ended world hunger by turning everybody into a cannibal. And now we all work for Amazon Corporation. Which means we all just work for the Soylent Foundation. Because doesn't Jeff Bezos own, like, Soylent? Everything. <laughs> Well, you remember Soylent, the like uh, protein or meal. They're not a meal replacement. They're not a meal replacement brand, but they are like a supplement shake company. Also, you're making me a major McAsshole having ruined <laughs> wishes. Of this was, world hunger. Hold on, wait, wait. Wasn't this his segment? This was idea? my segment, but this you're making your wishes for the greater good. I thought you would have more selfish desires. <laughs> And I want a Lamborghini. I actually want. The Lamborghini doesn't have a VIN number. Mm, I thought you were going to say, but the radio station is stuck on what does the fox say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song I haven't heard in a while. It's like, just turn the radio. And you can't turn the radio off. Because it's stuck that way. But yeah, your, your Lamborghini doesn't have a VIN number. Mm, that's extra fucked up. Because... I don't think I have to say why, but for people listening who may be their first time listening, I'm the black guy <laughs> driving around in a Lamborghini without a VIN number on it. 
I don't I don't know if I need to elaborate on oh, how come that on. could Alright, so to throw two others at me, you, you really were like, end world hunger and end all wars. At least the Lamborghini was fun. I wish to bring Tupac back to life. But his body is in the current state of decay. Shit. Come on, do you know how long it's been? So just the skeleton. So we've just got a skeleton walking around with the fucking backwards tied bandana. Because <laughs> yep. how else are we going to know it's Tupac? You don't have a nose anymore, so the nose ring ain't going to be a Bring Tupac thing. back to life in his current state of decay. You're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this whole game is fucked up. All right, one more, one more. Ooh, to cast Idris Elba as the new Terminator. But it's directed by Jared Joss Otto. Whedon. Oh, God. I don't... Mm, hmm. Yeah, after what he did to Justice yep. League. You get Idris Elba as Terminator, but it's directed by Joss Whedon. I just keep thinking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, like, Firefly, and I'm like, what happened? Didn't he do one of the Avengers movies? I think so. I, I think, think he did it, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. The first Avengers movie is really good. Mm, mm, mm. Well, this was a fun little game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to turn everyone into cannibals. And we're all going to become under a fascist capitalistic state. Shave our head, bog. It reminds me of that episode of South Park with all the people coming from the future. Mmm. They all have the bald heads, and they mm -hmm. just are, they're talking with, like, like, clicks and whoa, and all oh, that crazy God. shit. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that, because I'm, like, looking like that, because that is essentially what I was, like, thinking about, right? Except for I was mixing that with that old movie. I wonder, what was that fucking movie called? It couldn't have just been Soylent. Wasn't it called? It was just Soylent Green, right? I have no idea. Do you want to do a break yes. a wish for me? That is what the soil. Okay, yeah, because I was doing a better job at ruining my wishes than you were. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Um. Ooh. I wish our podcast went viral. Nah, let's not no, do that. I, I was gonna say I can do it. Nope. It's going to be for, like, us getting canceled or something like that. No, they just replace us with J.B. Smoove and Pete Davidson. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be a really fucking good podcast. <laughs> the Flood with J.B. Smoove and Pete Davidson. <laughs> That'd be a really fucking good podcast. <laughs> I'd listen to the shit out of that. Okay, you want to give it another one? Oh, yeah. Um, I want a Final Fantasy VI remake. Mm, okay. But the software developers are the team behind Cyberpunk. Oh, you motherfucker. Even worse, you could say Sonic 06. Uh, or even worse, I could say the team behind the Atari uh, version of the E.T. video game. 
<laughs> okay. <sighs> I wish... That was a really easy one. Yeah. I wish that I could jump four inches higher. Exactly four. Not three, not five. Okay. But there will always be a low-flying pigeon. <laughs> right underneath me? Every time you go to jump, a low-flying pigeon will always be just three inches above your head. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the video where Brady Johnson throwing a fastball and the bird flies in? Oh, yeah. And, and he literally, <laughs> the bird explodes. That's going to be great for now. I have to look for that clip. Thank you. There is <laughs> nothing left of the bird. No. It just pop. I remember this shit. That's like classic internet shit. <laughs> I feel like I could do this fucked up genie thing pretty easily, actually. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun for you to edit. Uh, and on that note. God, that'd be a really good podcast. <laughs> have you listened to jv smooth's podcast no may i, I elaborate no i haven't oh it's great is his co-host who basically all he does is read the motivational quote yeah. and then say well let's go to break <laughs> and then says well this has been may i elaborate with jb smooth other than that he just reads a motivational quote from a quote of the day calendar and then J.B. Smoove just talks about it. Damn. And by talks about it, I mean talks. You want to hear about something I read that wasn't very motivational at all? What? Love these transitions. So, I was reading a, U a Yahoo Finance article um, the other day because Yahoo is really great at, um, you know, headlines that are just, like, really grabbing. Clickbait. Clickbait headlines. You know. Perfect in that. Sometimes you gotta, if, if clickbait's good, you, you gotta... Look, I was gonna say, it's a thing for a reason. So I came across this article that's with the headline, What income level is considered middle class in your state? Okay. Right? As we're, you know, looking at Biden's Build Back Better plan, and he's talking about, you know... Second raising, tongue twister of the day. <laughs> raising tax cuts on the wealthier people in America. Let's see what exactly is considered middle class. What do you what would you define middle class as? Uh being able to afford a house, at least one car, support a kid, pay your bills, occasionally, you know, go out and not have to overly and still be able to have money for savings. Mm. So, the Pew Research Center defines middle class or middle income households as those with incomes that are two thirds to double the US median household income. Although, according to this Yahoo Finance article by Gabrielle Olia, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Gabrielle Olia. Yeah, I mean, um, that was just put out last October, right? You know, however, the cost of living can vary widely from state to state, meaning that middle class in different states looks different than it would possibly in the state right next door. You know what I mean? So 
with all that being said, I kind of wanted to take a look into, and it breaks it down by number of persons in the household, right? So I guess that means, you know, two person, meaning husband and husband, wife and wife, (laughs) husband and wife, right? However, your two person household. Two partners. Two partner household. Yes. Three person household and four person household. What states do you think have the lowest barrier for entry when it comes to middle class? Um, and this is average yearly income. Idaho, Mississippi, and North Dakota. Ooh. Well, you got one, right? Bottom three states that I was able to aggregate throughout this list, because the list breaks it down by alphabetical order, Yep. was Mississippi at the lowest with 33,000 uh average 33,000 to $100,000 a year (laughs) the second lowest was West Virginia with 34,000 to 100,000 102,000 a year and then the mountain mamas the mountain (laughs) mountain mamas got a very low barrier well I mean West Virginia you know is having a hard time recovering from the whole uh epidemic they were facing before the pandemic hit you know a lot of their economy is suffering from very very terrible like opioid like and also the shift away from coal and the shift away well I mean that is all part of it right like you know you have those people out there facing these addictions because they are they're dealing just constantly West Virginia is just one giant blast zone yeah they're dealing they're blowing up West Virginia constantly terrible eventually we're gonna have a fifth grade lake it's terrible what's going on in West Virginia um, the so... mountain mama <laughs> and then third at the bottom was Arkansas at 35,000 to 104,000 a year. And of course, you know, I'm rounding out those numbers. And I'm going to guess they're that low because I have no desire to live there. (laughs) And I'm guessing not many people. Neither do a lot of people (laughs) because it ain't a lot. I mean, think about what's going on in those states. Mississippi, West West Virginia is getting blown up constantly. There was another. And then Mississippi is, well, it's Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, the infrastructure is not there. I mean, these are states where, you know, they're behind the times. These states, a lot of places in these states, and this is no shade. This is really like, kind of like, you know, I I get it. Like, this is me saying these states need help, right? Like, not to raise the barrier for entry, because when we get to the highest state, (laughs) we're gonna discuss why we think that that's so high. But, you know, these are states whose economies do need help. And a lot of these states are states that voted red, right? Because they don't feel like the Democratic or the Democrat benefits packages <laughs> benefit them at all. I believe West Virginia was close to turning blue. Some of these states are states that I, I don't know about Mississippi, uh, but are purple states now. You know, you know how to spell Mississippi? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-P-P-I. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Two, two P's. Did I? Did I? I thought I said P-P-I. Anyway. Mountain mama. <laughs> anyway. You know, these are states that need infrastructure updates. These are states that, you know, could probably use small business booms. To One of which their could economy. probably stop just blowing it up. <laughs> or this, the top three states 
with the highest barrier for entry. No, give, give me three, two, one. So you want to go from the bottom up. So the bottom two and like tied. The third, third highest. The third and the second were tied. Were Alaska and Connecticut. Both with 56,000, an average around 56,000 being the bottom yeah. number. Connecticut was 169 at the highest. So that would Connecticut be, makes sense to me. Alaska is a surprise. Alaska is like a retirement community for, I mean... Less retarded Florida? Yeah, essentially. From what I understand. You know, that could just be... Stere- I could be stereotyping Alaska. I'm sorry, Alaska. <laughs> Please prove me wrong. But, um, yeah, Alaska came in at 168. The number one state, though, with the highest barrier for entry for middle class was our home state of Maryland. <laughs> with, with how much? The low-end number being $58,000 a year. Meaning the median median income for middle class here in Maryland is $58,000 a year. On the high end, we're looking at $173,000. That's higher than California. California having a, this is a two-person household. This is two-person household. In order to qualify as middle class in Maryland in a two-person household, you need almost $60,000 a year. California, you qualify as middle class at just $50,000. Yeah, California was going to be my guess for the most expensive. And then around there was, um, I think, Massachusetts was pretty close. I was going to say, like, Mass, New York. Massachusetts was 54. There was somebody who was 56. I can't remember. Like I said, this list is broken down stupid. It's by, like, it's in alphabetical order and not in, like, sequential number. Oh, Connecticut was 56,000. What the fuck am I talking about? You know, Colorado, a lot of states sit in that 45 to 50,000 range. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've talked about this on the show where me and you both qualified middle class somewhere between, what did we say? I think we landed on 60,000 to 200,000. Yeah, I think that's what we we were talking about. So, which is, you know, nobody came in at $60,000 a year, so we were up on the high end. But, I mean, unless you round Maryland up, which is still $60,000 a year. Like, and you know, it does go up. The numbers seem to go up as you add more people to the household. So, I don't know what household is a four-person family, what four-person family household is bringing in for income, but... Is everybody working? (laughs) Are you sending your 15-year-old Zoomer to work? But, you know, that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this, right? Because then that part got weird to me, too. Like, so when we say three-person household, what does that mean? Like, what is that third source of income? Are we assuming that the teenagers are working? And if it's a four-person household, are we assuming that means the teenagers, both sets of children are working? Or grandparents. Right, or are we including grandparents? Like, is that what a is that what a new household in America looks like? Because when we grew up, I thought you know these numbers meant partner, partner, children. Yeah. Not partner, grandparent, <laughs> child, roommate. 
personally living here in Maryland, I know there's a lot of money floating around. I mean, you're talking about the state with DC in it. Yeah, fuck you, Virginia. We gave up all that land. Sons of bitches. You know, give us Arlington. There's a lot of money floating around Bethesda and Potomac and fuck your oysters. Even a lot of money on the Eastern Shore, you know what I mean? It's pretty close to Delaware, and Delaware is a tax haven. <laughs> and so, Maryland having the highest barrier for entry as far as middle class goes, though, kind of like threw me back because I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. You no, know? it doesn't. We're not a New York. We're not a. We're, I don't. I wouldn't even qualify us as like a fucking Massachusetts. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think like. I would imagine living in Boston is way more expensive than living in like Baltimore or even Silver Spring. But people from out of state, I hear all the time say that Maryland's like sales tax is pretty fucking high and shit. Like yeah, it's six percent. And when you drive on ninety-seven, it doesn't fucking feel like it because I'm like, all the fucking potholes. Where the fuck is this tax money going to? Hopefully. Hey, how long has six ninety-five been under construction? <laughs> and hey, how many, how much money in tickets have you paid, Larry? <laughs> like. Come on, man. Um, Who's Larry? Hogan. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about some other government that, dude. <laughs> Who's like, Larry? Like, we have Ted the Fed. I was like, it's Larry and, like... No, fucking Larry Audit Hogan. department? You know, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, we raise fees on the... It's actually... Uh, the 6% shit. sales tax is actually on Mali. I mean, but he just raised fees on the bridges and shit like that. <laughs> and it's not like Hogan can't change the shit. Do you know the Chesapeake Bay Bridge is Easy Pass only now? So you, wait. Oh, that's right, yeah, they just bill you for it now. You don't pay the toll on the bridge anymore. They just take your license plate number and they send you a bill a couple weeks in the mail. Oh yeah, I did get some, I did get two of those. So, I mean... I've had to drive across the bridge a couple of times these past few weeks for weddings. But what I'm saying to you is is if... My new favorite thing to do at weddings, I think? Nah. <laughs> if on the low end we have $33,000 a year in Mississippi, right? And on the high end we have $58,000 a year in Maryland. Yeah. We're essentially saying that middle class looks anywhere like $33,000 to $60,000 a year. How many people do you think qualify as middle class in this country? All right, uh, let's do the real quick math of $15 an hour times 40, and then multiply that times 52. Do 600 times, or 600 times I'm gonna let you run 52. It. Look, I'm gonna you run them numbers. Uh, zero, zero, uh, mm, I'm on you human mm, calculator. Mm, mm, you mm. was just on the last episode talking about you could do math real good because the right, so you, games you play At files. $15 an hour, 40 hour work week is $31,000, is $31,200 a year. So even if we got the 15000 if we got the $15 an hour, that still wouldn't put most people as middle class in Mississippi. Yeah. Think about that. Let's think about that. Even at $15 an hour, right? Which the, uh, God, who was it? That so that's Biden for said? one person. No, right. Okay, right. So that wouldn't put one person in a one person household, 
right? But I, no, I'm not gonna look because I could really sit here and pull like strings and hairs and be like, you know, Republicans want us to be able to go back to the times where you know all it had to be was dad working and mom was at home raising the kids. Even in Mississippi, we still couldn't do that, right? So yeah. $15 an hour would potentially give a two-person household a enough to live in Maryland, right? Because that's $60,000, 62000 that, but that's still before taxes, right? Yeah. It's still before taxes. So that's still, like I said, it's not... Middle class is a hard thing to achieve in this country. <laughs> Unless you want to live in West Virginia, Mississippi, or Arkansas. Who wants to live in a dynamite field? I mean, currently, I guess I could pack up and move to West Virginia and support myself pretty it well. It sucks so much, they all have to do heroin. I would have to. Wow. Sorry, not sorry. Get your shit together, trashy white people. It's not just that. Get your shit together, America. That's kind of like, that's why I brought the, you know, fight for 15 into this. Because, as a lot of people have stated, that is the bare minimum we need to really start to balance the economy again. I think when adjusted for inflation, the minimum wage should be somewhere between 22 to $24 an hour right now. And that number sounds astronomical to people considering that $24 an hour you know just puts or $20 an hour just puts people at a comfortable like rate right like people coming out of college and trying to pay off their college tuitions are having a hard time finding $20 to $24 an hour jobs absolutely right it's, you know it's really fucking hard actually. even the trades even the trade fields are getting to the point where they're becoming, you know, oversaturated and the jobs, the job market is getting, I just saw a report saying that, um, the vaccination out role is doing good, but we're still having a hard time recuperating from the unemployment numbers that we're facing through the pandemic. And, um, the job numbers are not where Biden needs them to be. And you he's know, he's doing good with the vaccinations, though. I'll I'll give him that. Republicans will blame it, or you know, Republican talking heads, the Fox talking heads, will blame it on people anything coasting on unemployment. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that you know, all the paycheck protection fraud that's going on, you know, the rent hikes and stuff like that, it's gonna be hard for people to recuperate and going back to work i sent you a post the other day all across maryland it was either yesterday or saturday there were oh yeah essential like, worker strikes yeah chipotle they were down. just like we wendy's, all quit yeah wendy's was shut down you know all across the state and i don't know if that was all across the country or not but these, those are all from maryland yeah that was the dmv daily on instagram that i saw that from wow um so these kinds of demonstrations are the kinds of things that we will see more of in the future if you know we do not make a concise and consistent effort to help the people who actually need help in this country 
that's why as you know I don't know as little as it feels Biden saying he's making this push to really hold accountable the people who benefited from the pandemic in this rollout of some kind of like stimulus you know economy stimulated package I just feel like it bears looking into what these numbers are and what they actually mean as far as what the middle class in this country looks like like you know fifty sixty thousand dollars is a lot it like, is a I lot of money how, how many two-person households how many two-person households do you know that make sixty thousand dollars a year together do you know you can't think of any you know no. young couple off the top of your head no. That probably maybe, anybody that makes close to sixty thousand. Maybe Ellen Avery, because I know Avery always has made like really good money. Yeah, but that's just one. Yeah, I can think of a few of my friends who, together with their partners, probably make close to sixty thousand dollars. But those are also those friends also come from backgrounds where you know their parents were financially like set already. Yeah. So, it's not like, you know, it's just, it's getting, I guess what my point is, is if these are the barriers for entry for each state, like, you know, Idaho in a two-person household, in Idaho is $40,000 a year almost. Better be fucking cheap potatoes. Illinois is $47,000. Well, Chicago. You know, um, Indiana is forty. Iowa's 44. Like, Missouri is 40. Montana's 41. What's New York? New York is 46 for a two person household. You know? And New York just implemented a new tax plan, too, as well, to help, you know, kind of offset some of this pandemic economic uh, backlash. Mm -hmm. But. Once again, what I'm talking about is like the barrier for entry. What it takes for a two-person household to be qualified as middle class in this country. Because what the discussion yeah, it's a lot currently of fucking money. being had, and we yeah. just we just ran the numbers. Like even at the fifteen dollar an hour mark, like for it's one person, still it's barely, barely there. there. Barely there. Well, I mean that's and even still, that's in the highest state, right? But most people ain't making fifteen dollars an hour. That would be if we made the minimum wage $15 an hour. So that would potentially help set more two-person households on the path to, you know, middle class, right? But it at currently at the rate we're going, it's unachievable. I know most places, I think right now, uh, no, I think the federal minimum wage is what, like 10 something? Yeah, 10, 10. 10, 10. So that's not going to put anybody in this state at minimum at middle class in this in this country nope so i don't know it just feels like we've got a long way to go before it comes to building the middle class back and it really should make you consider what they want the new middle class to look like like, are they trying to build the middle class back, or are they trying to establish a new middle class? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because at the heart of it, we said, like, this is really 
class warfare. Like the at the heart of this culture war, I truly believe is class warfare. It's not like, and you know, it's through the lens of racism right now. Like racism is the playing or the battlefield that we have chosen for this class warfare, unfortunately. And you know, I guess we can thank Charles Manson for that. Um, or Aleister Crowley, I don't know, whoever the first person to put about that race war theory. So with the $10 an hour minimum wage, it's about $26,000 a year. For one person. For one person. Right. So for two people, that would put you at about $52,000. So still under the middle class line in Maryland. And in a lot of states. <laughs> like I said, you know, North Dakota is 50000 so you're just barely breaking it in North Dakota. New Jersey is fifty-four. Do you remember how to do cross-multiply and long division? Are we a news podcast? <laughs> just curious. Yes. All right. Just does? <laughs> no, they teach them that common core. Like, they do a lot of number line shit. And, like... I still yet to figure it out. Yeah, it's... It's not... How do you mentally, in your head, do, um... 14 plus 7. Or no, we'll, we'll do 14 plus 17. How do I mentally in my head do it? Yeah. How do you mentally in your head do 14 plus 17? I do 4 plus 7 equals 11. 1 plus 1 equals 2. And then 11. Because I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I was going to say that I think that's how most people who were taught math do it like in our most people who were taught math when we were taught math i feel like that's how you do it you know you do the ones first and then you do your tens yeah i mean using math like that it actually pops up in life a lot well i mean i feel like a lot of the things that we thought we wouldn't use pop up in life a lot a good education sneaks up on you when you least remember it that's a quote from me I hope that we all learned something today. That the middle class in this country will continue to be fucked as long as the barrier for entry is as high as it is. And don't um, let Doc or I be your magic genie. Well, I guess these, I don't know. Because, like, I'm at a point where I'm like, the numbers don't feel that high. But I feel like we're... What the resources we're currently dealing with, it, it's making these numbers unachievable. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Like nobody working a job at a restaurant, or you know, a job. Even like some of these basic. Like, well, what servers get paid flat jobs. is already a joke. Exactly. But then they wonder why you know people are going on and will continue to go on strike until we are given better living standards. Right? You know, it's no joke to say that we are currently living in a divide that we in an economic divide that we haven't seen from the crushing weight of capitalism that we've been living under high ted the fed since the turn of the 19th century so i don't know how we got here but welcome back everybody <laughs> and on that note Blink! he was a ken Mm. He was a Ken. And I heard him say, 
And then this guy walks out in fishnets and a dress and says, sweet transvestite. And I was, the dude on the screen was like, in that point, I just walked out. And then I thought to myself immediately, I'm like, this is about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because no, that line's from Rocky Horror. No, you're right. And walks out in the street and the other people were like, no, 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 you don't get it. He showed him the script and he was just like, nope, too much for me. And I'm like, man, why did YouTube have to make it just user-friendly enough for my parents to find QAnon? Uh, not just your parents. But still, I mean, like, that's not even QAnon. That's just, like, white. Like, why did they have to find Karen YouTube? Hi, it... Because Karen YouTube makes up a decent portion of YouTube. Speaking of moms... You know, we're recording the day after Mother's Day. I wanted to take a time to uh, go through what we thought maybe were some of the best on-screen moms in recent memory. I got one. Okay. This is one you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't think of given the topic. Wanda Maximoff. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah? That's how you feel? Show your work. <laughs> you see what she did for her kids? I mean, fair. <laughs> it's right? just, you wouldn't think okay. of Wanda because the kids just like yeah. showed up, right? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm going through this daily news list and they have some moms on here that you wouldn't think of. Jessica Wong and Fresh Off the Boat. And um, they... <laughs> Fucking nobody watches Family Ties anymore. I mean, yeah, like, they got, like, the mom from Leave It to Beaver on here. Uh, of course, you know, they got Marge and Claire. Dark-skinned Aunt Viv. <laughs> Not fair. Both of them were decent mothers, <laughs> you know? Like, the internet always likes to joke around about how the light-skinned Aunt Viv ain't never really add anything substantive to the conversation. I don't think that's fair. They got I was actually talking to Cool Zach about this. And we, I was like, yeah, you know, like, a, a mom like the Virgin Mary. And mm. he was like, the but Virgin I mean, like, Mary what did the Virgin Mary really do? I never heard anything bad about the Virgin Mary. He's like, great. So we have, like, a seven. She, she didn't fuck up. That's the qualification. I wish we were still recording video so you could see, like, so they could see my facial reaction to this. So other really good moms in pop culture. But yeah, like, so I got, if Virgin Mary is the benchmark, she's, she's just not, she just didn't do anything bad. Like, she's the, she's like the Alex Smith, like the quarterback, Alex Smith of moms. Like, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. It really? Really? This? I mean, they don't give us anything about her parenting skills, though. Exactly! But, I mean, Jesus turned out alright, so, I mean, she couldn't have fucked up that bad. She's not... She's no Mrs. Belcher. You know what I mean? She's not competing with Bob's wife. She's not competing with... Peggy Hill? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite Peggy Hill moment. What is Susie's mom name? Uh, Mrs. Carmichael? Like... 
my favorite Peggy Hill moment was when they were talking about swinging with Dale and Dale's wife. And Peggy said, and you would get her and I would get Dale. You know who wins out of that? Dale. <laughs> She's not competing with Rainbow from Blackish. What? I did think of Tracy Ellis Ross from. I was gonna say, yo, come on, like that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like TV moms. I had an actual like tear, but the tear was so trash that I like completely like I trashed it. <laughs> so maybe that's what we'll do. You know, come up with a top tier list of the top the top ranking TV that's not fair cause I mean unless they're absolute trash like they got um and I feel fucked up saying this cause the woman who was the voice actress for uh Mallory Archer Archer's mom <laughs> Archer's mom is a terrible mom <laughs> right like not even I guess terrible would be wrong right because like every time Archer is in trouble she always come through for him I'm trying to think of like a mom who just did some, like, really badass shit for her kids. They got Cartman's mom on here, Dexter's mom, Timmy's mom. Timmy's mom was trash. <laughs> Dexter's mom's, Dexter's mom's definitely. Dexter's mom there. is an OG. Dexter's mom definitely OG. Ash's mom is trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. They got Ash's mom on here. For Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, son, you're 12 years old. Exactly. Grab a backpack. Explore right. the world. Right, and I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of Pokemon recently, so I can't speak to her character development or anything like that. But I mean, you got Chi Chi, Bulma, like, Bulma, both Bulma. moms. That's a great one. Come Bulma on. is a great one. Come on, you can't think of any other. Like, what about Naruto's mom? She's dead. She's. <laughs> It's not funny. It immediately made me think of Attack on Titan, though. The first episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. Let's not do that. Oh, they got Helga's mom on here from Hey Arnold. Helga's mom was low-key an alcoholic, son. Yeah. Yo, she was always blending them smoothie. Yup. Her mother wasn't no smoothie. Everybody know. Everybody know. 90s cartoons was wild, Joe. You can't even... Don't even get me started. Come on, you can't think of no other, like... I'm, about... I'm really thinking, because I'm, I'm thinking for, like, a mom who did something, like, super badass for her kids. Like, that's someone I'm trying to think of. Not just, like, a good character. But, like, someone who was specifically a good mom. Elastigirl. Elastigirl. From the Incredibles? Like, come on, yeah. son. Yeah. What you mean? Elastigirl's a great one. What you mean? Do we have any, like, you know, shout out to Lucille Ball? Oh, Katara. Come on. Katara. Oh. Yeah. Definitely Katara. Oh, I'm seeing Kurt, Kurt Cobain, and I'm just like, definitely not Courtney Love. <laughs> the fuck? Beyonce? I mean... <laughs> Definitely Katara. I mean, Beyonce counts because she's been in movies. But, uh, let's see. Let's see. What are some on-screen moms? I'm thinking of, like, the movie with Jennifer Lopez where the abusive dad tries to, like, kidnap the daughter. And then she, uh, 
What? Like, We're learns kickboxing and shit like that. And then the abusive dad, like, breaks into her house and she, like, beats the shit out of him. What fucking movie are you talking about? <laughs> um, damn, you said this with Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. God, what fucking movie is that? Is it enough? No. Uh, it might be. Anyway, <laughs> you had something you wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So, um, you've heard of the anime Ghost in the Shell, right? Of course. <laughs> I mean, but yes, for those who haven't heard, Ghost in the Shell is an, an iconic anime. It's the anime most associated with cyberpunk. Right. And one of the big things in the anime is the hacker that they are trying to catch, the Laughing Man. And he would just hack into things and have this little emblem that says, all I thought I'd do was become one of those deaf mutes, wrapping around and around in the circle. And he would hack, like, people's brains because you can have a fully animatronic body in this world. Right. Like, you can literally take your brain and, like, plop it into... A cybernetic consciousness yeah. yeah so essentially people could like live forever right but the laughing man was hacking people's brains and hacking into all of these big government systems and things like that for essentially what seemed like for fun for fun right yeah you know on some joker level chaos agent number one type shit there is a new account on instagram it instagram take two Take two. There is a new account on Instagram uh, called uh, at PG to law that has had a store has had two stories running that crash your phone when you open. Right. Right. So we watched a video about this from um, I forget what the YouTuber was, but essentially it broke down the whole story. If you want to, you know, share for our viewers what we found out. So, uh, these stories, when you opened them, crashed your phone. And if you had an iPhone, it would render your phone completely useless. If it was an Android, you would be okay, depending on how new your phone is. Now, what they didn't elaborate on when we watched the video, which I was hoping you could probably explain a bit more for me, was like, we're not talking like permanent like damage like you got to take your phone to the apple store kind of shit right like this is just to shut down and reboot your phone no the apple the the apple uh the iphone actually had its like button shut down completely and you couldn't restart the phone oh so this was like yeah. it paperweights it okay oh it paperweights damn. it damn so yeah this is some real mad lad shit so or this turned out to be some real bad lad shit when it was all said and done and the stories have Arabic lettering on them. And the two story name, what the two stories said when translated was nice thing I passed and bittersweet thing. This Instagram account only had one post, which has since been removed, where it's some weird collaboration of Monica videos from friends. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was like, yeah, this highlight reel of Monica Monica moments. 
there's a link to their TikTok, which has one video, which is just the camera focusing in and out on the letter N. Yeah, that part, I'm still trying to, like, I don't know, figure some kind of meaning out for this, because most of it, when he's done explaining what it was, I'll give my opinion, but I feel like most of it is explainable. So, what the video is telling us is the reason these stories were crashing people's phones was because P.G. Talal actually reprogrammed his story from the coding system to take the regular sticker and multiplied it a lot. Yeah. And I'm not talking to, like, where the sticker will cover, like, ten phones. We're talking, like, this sticker was so large, it was mo- multiple times surface area larger than the planet Earth. Yeah, essentially what the dude in the video said was, there wouldn't be a screen big enough on the planet to encompass the size which had been put into the code. So when you hit the story... It crashes your operating system because your phone cannot process an image that large. I, I, I tell the people the truth. Tell them what that man really said. iPhones couldn't handle. iPhones couldn't handle it. And older Androids could not handle the numbers either. But the newer Androids, uh, the like the newer like galaxies and all that had the processing capabilities to be able to pinpoint the location at which it should be zoomed in at, but of course there's not a screen large enough to actually be able to tell you or to show you how far zoomed in he was. But yeah, this is some wild ghost in the shell shit. Like I'm thinking like, why? Why? So what is this person trying to say? They clearly have something to say. Why would you do this other than to have some fun? But even if you're going to have some fun, I would imagine doing something like this. This is the type of shit that I would do if I was capable of it. But if I'm going to post all those random cryptic messages, there's going to be a message in there. Even if it's like dick butt. That's why I think, based off of the YouTube video that you sent me, I personally think that this was just a mad lad. I don't think there was any meaning behind it. I don't even think that this guy was trolling necessarily, right? Like, I really just think he wanted to... This was a... Because what did he say? Uh, this PG Talal turned out to be a 14-year-old. According, according to, to this guy who messaged, messaged him. him. So if there is no way to confirm if he is telling the truth that he's a 14-year-old or no. not. No, but I think it's very easy to believe that a 14-year-old or anybody just experimenting with Instagram's code right would try to see if they could potentially expand an image to the point where it could break people's phone, right? I bet you that per- I bet you whoever this person really is yeah. is a gamer. I mean, gamers by nature try to break the game. I I've, I've often compared 
computer programming and like PC building to uh, like gearhead mechanic shit. Yeah, and it makes some, total sense to me. And sometimes it is just you know it's the equivalent of a mechanic putting a lawnmower motor on a big wheel and. Yo, my old neighbor <laughs> did that. So fun. The only problem was, since it was on the side, the thing was like constantly going, yeah. turning left. Yeah, so it ended up being like one of those drifting, like green machine kind of things. Yeah, See, but I mean, he had a full, like his, it, there was no fence around his house or anything, so you could yeah. just do circuits around his house. Uh, See, but that's my, that's what this is to me. To me, this he is the- a fucking mech. That's what this kid is doing, right? You're just taking your lawnmower and you're taking the motor out of it and you're seeing what kind of dumb thing you can attach it to to make it go boom. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is this that's all it is. These programs Can you imagine a lawnmower on a red wagon? That's kind of I guess no. But there's got to be a better like we got to get uh Banky back on here and be like, "All right, what's the best thing we can attach a lawnmower engine to?" This is the equivalent of rolling coal, right? Like, <laughs> this dude literally took an Instagram story widget and expanded it to the point where you couldn't click outside of the a functioning area on the widget. Yeah. To bring your computer or to bring your phone back into like real life, right? So like it's like rolling when somebody rolls so much coal, everybody at the stoplight has to wait for the fog to dissipate <laughs> before we can even move again. <laughs> That's what happened. Like a now. ninja smoke bomb. It's modding gone it's modding gone rogue is what I'm saying, is what this is. I don't think it's anything malicious. I don't think it's like the laughing or the man who laughs last or anything. The <laughs> laughing man. I know. I, I said the so laughing man So what I thought I'd do though. is I'd become one of those deaf mutes. No. I don't think that's what it Ghost is. Ghost in the Shell also turned out to be like a 14-year-old. Oh, the... The, uh, the laughing man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like a 14-year-old in an insane asylum. See, so... That, and that's another thing, a reason why I compare it to, like, you know, the modding community to the car community. Because essentially it is the same thing now. You just, they're not modding cars anymore. And it won't be long before these kids grow up to actually mod the new electric vehicles. That I mean, how long do you think we are from people hacking the Tesla computers to be able to do shit that they are not supposed to fucking do? I don't know. Are they going to get paid in Dogecoin? Like, can you imagine? How long it is, do you think it is before somebody figures out how to surge the batteries so that your car can go, like, way faster than what it's supposed to go, but it drains all of your battery? Like, like a complete, just, like, warp drive for your, like, <laughs> fucking Tesla. I think, wouldn't, like, the battery just, like, explode That's from exerting that much pressure on See, the battery acid? My point is how long... Do you think it takes before somebody blows up a Tesla trying to mod the computer? <laughs> because that's what these kids are gearing themselves up for. I mean, they're building PCs now, and the car is becoming more like a PC than it the is. The first person to buy a Tesla with Dogecoin. Mm. Mm, we didn't even talk about Elon on SNL yet, and we're kind of like, you know, we're pushing fucking hour and a half now as it is. <laughs> We haven't even watched the skits yet. We could. Uh, we might come in with late takes on that. I don't know. It, I haven't seen 
anything saying that they were good. Oh, so there's another thing following up on the Dogecoin thing. Oh, and I heard Dogecoin took a dive while Elon was on SNL, so... Meanwhile, there's actually something really funny about that. There is a new cryptocurrency that I saw on Crypto.com that is worth fractions of fractions of fractions of a cent, but it's called Shiba Inu tokens, and they only shot up like 130% overnight. So people are leaving Doge Dogecoin for Shiba Inu tokens. Do we know who's behind Shiba Inu? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I put 30 bucks in and I've made 20. So you're you're sitting at a net gain. Or um, you... Yeah, I'm at 50. Okay. So that's why crypto is like that's super why, weird yeah no it's not that it's weird it's the market is too volatile and that's why I, I haven't put much money into it yet because I just feel like until we see one other than Bitcoin right and it's still Bitcoin in itself is still sketchy like you can buy more stuff now with Bitcoin than what you could when I first heard about it yeah before you could only buy like heroin and niche thing well yeah <laughs> would heroin count as a niche thing depends who you're talking to <laughs> some people might say it's an itch thing oh anyway i don't feel like this was that much of a mad hatter situation as it initially seemed to be i think it was just a kid experimenting with the instagram code and it turned out he found a glitch that broke people's phones and this is why i think you know the government needs to put more energy into the cybersecurity sector i now, just saw... remember what the uh the guy said when he actually messaged him he had a uh, message react that said you're welcome which is not a message react Oh, yeah. No, he thought, yeah, that the dude was able to hack the uh, messaging system that Facebook has, you know, for Instagram. And more and more often than not, we are seeing, you know, glitches and attacks like this becoming more of a prevalent thing. And until we start to like the uh the what was it fire eye hack yeah i mean that in texas we're still dealing with the ramifications of that fire eye hack i just saw a headline the other day about it was like a power company or like a water plant that had been hacked our our cybersecurity infrastructure fucking sucks yo like all of our infrastructure sucks and is out of date we are going to get left so far behind if we, somebody up top doesn't start taking that shit more serious. Absolutely. In like, this, I think is, you know, even our private sectors are not safe from it. Facebook continues to be subject to these hacks. And over and over again, all these data breaches and 14 year olds over in the Middle East somewhere can take advantage possibly. of possibly have been able to take advantage of these backdoor glitches and break people's phones with them. So just imagine with somebody who had actual malicious intent and was ready to pull a laughing man situation could do with Facebook given the opportunity. Yeah, I'm gonna think of at TG 
TG. What was it? TG. TG Talal. Yeah. I'm gonna think of. Yeah, isn't it great, like, when you listen to a podcast within the past year, and you know it's a Zoom podcast, you hear, like, their kids or a dog bark in the background? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. That happens when I, uh, that happened when I was listening to the Daily Zeitgeist. I feel like Jack's son came in and was, like, playing with Legos and stuff around his feet and shit. It was great. Oh, man, Jack didn't step on a Lego, did he? Yeah, no. That would have been the worst. Those would definitely do this shit to me, though, yo. I could be in the middle of fucking interviewing, like, LeBron or, like, Barack, and he would be like, Dad, the battery, or the batteries on the controller keep dying. Where are the cords at? I can't play Fortnite, Dad. Is that Barack Obama? Is that LeBron James? Hi, LeBron. Dad, where are the cords at? I'm trying to play Fortnite, Dad. Uh... I just want to mention, Doc, that uh, at my I Promise School, we actually have a scholarship for people who are really good at Fortnite. <laughs> wow, LeBron, that's awesome! Barack would be like, uh, what's his gamer tag? <laughs> I'd like to hand him a uh, asshole. You, uh, you definitely were trying, you, you were going for LeBron and you ended up with Barack. No, I was always going for Barack. I, uh, think you should, uh, Take no, another second to yours reconsider that. Sounds like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> what? No, not Jimmy Carter. Who's the dude from uh, my, uh, Wonderful Life? Communist propaganda movie? <sighs> it's a Wonderful Life. James or Jimmy Stewart is whatever. Yeah, your Barack Obama sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Red roses too. Nope, don't do that. Don't do it. So to finish things out here, I saw a BuzzFeed article about hugging post-pandemic and how, you know, how you asking people essentially how they feel about it. And since things are actually opening back up now and getting and society is kind of and people are getting vaccinated and some kind of normal again. And you know, me and you just went out recently to the bars downtown. Yeah. Um, it's still, it, it's not there yet. But. I was going to say, what are some new things that you're seeing? Um, what are some COVID things that, you know, we did during COVID that you're seeing go away? Have you seen anything go away yet? Or do you feel like it, most of the places are still practicing safety over? I mean, like, you were out at, we were out, like... Okay. Nobody had their masks on when they were sitting at their tables. Okay, but, like, without but, exposing the bars, and I think we talked about this once before, but, like, without exposing the bars, we went to two very different standard bars. Yes. One bar made us sign in as we entered, and, you know, wrote the number of attendants down that came with us. The other bar... We watched somebody, Superman, punch a girl in the face. One bar, you were not allowed to stand up without having your mask on, right? The now, other bar... You had no room to stand up. <laughs> no, you had, there was only standing room and it was fucking shoulder to shoulder. And some people had their mask on, some didn't. <laughs> everybody was drunk and falling over everybody. The other bar, you weren't allowed to, you know, be intermingling with other tables and standing stuff up. like that. You know, the uh, You staff, weren't allowed to stand up. Yeah, you know, staff and security were on point with making sure. So yeah, it's very, it's two different 
as we saw, there were going to be two different standards for post-pandemic life. Oh, yeah. Um, the people who are just going to go back to pretending like this shit never happened and we are right back to square one. Or, you know, other people who have maybe even like three classes of people, right? Like, because there are going to be people who are going to live in a bubble from here on out. The germaphobes are going to be the see, like, see, look, I told you, I told you. Vaccine numbers are looking good. Uh, They just approved it not too long ago for 12 and up. So, you know preteens and teenagers will be able to start getting vaccinated soon. Yeah. And like um, I said, I got my first shot. I'm getting my next on the 28th. Vaccine hesitancy, though, is also creeping at a steady number as well, though. Um, especially with, you know, more people getting vaccinated, there are more. And there's another thing I want to talk about, right? Like, we're seeing more incidences of harsh side effects, right? Because more people are getting vaccinated. But when you look at things from a larger perspective, the numbers of people facing the harsh side effects are still within the numbers that scientists and the um, testing suggested we would see, right? Yeah. And the range of side effects are also side effects that are typical with vaccinations. It's not like anything new has happened. Nobody has yeah. grown a fucking tail or gotten lung cancer because of these vaccines. But I still recommend that people be very hesitant when they read headlines. Yes. Remember, we did that thing. We uh, yes. We specifically did a segment on the clickbait headline. And yes, your responsibility as a consumer of these headlines yes. and of the news media to do your due diligence and your... If you listen to this podcast and you haven't figured that out by now. Here we like to promote that it is your responsibility as a consumer to know what it is you are consuming. Because we've already established and we we don't have to establish the fact that these companies and these corporations and these brands will get away with what you let them get away with. Remember, they tried to make us think that Kendall Jenner was the new voice of peace in our generation. With a can of Pepsi. Right. Like, so do not for a second think that you can ever trust anybody's word flat out. And that goes for us too, because if Disney come knocking, I'm going to tell y'all that the mouse has great bedside manner (laughs) also we literally have the lighthouse uh that that part too but i mean that's us being responsible that's us trying to show y'all that y'all can trust us and that it's okay to admit when you're wrong it's a sign of humility it's not just that you're nobody's going to know everything and we're all learning and everybody is updating as they grow um that but the point here is it's your responsibility to remember all of that (laughs) right yeah because it's a tricky world out here we do try to that's be the responsible ones when telling you about all of these things because we do like to check our sources we do like to second guess headlines that's why i always try to name the journalist from the article that I'm reading. And I always try to tell you guys where I get the articles that I read. You're not getting any of that for Russia, Florida. (laughs) I, one of the things that I do think 
it has changed and we will see change though is people being more socially responsible when it comes to the kind of content that they are consuming you know because it is becoming harder for the alex joneses to get break, a foothold yeah to get a foothold um that is why their fan base is rapidly increasing into obscurity and becoming more rabid as we speak because they do see that they are in the minority and i i honestly do feel that they are in the minority those kinds of people that think that way yeah that is why they are so loud because they do see that they are losing this culture war the deciding factor i do feel like at the end of the day is what side the money falls on isn't that always the deciding factor in reality? <laughs> it is. At the end of the day, that's why none of this shit is normal. I know this isn't the end of the podcast. I'm just saying this shit isn't normal. No, it's really not normal. The people with the fucking money to make a difference in this kind of a situation didn't put out. Yeah, I mean, think about... Bezos. Not just Bezos. Zuckerberg. It's just really easy to throw all the blame on Bezos. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, he profited. It's arguable to say that he profited the most from this whole situation. Either him or Elon. When they really could, like, and, you know, these are dudes that are constantly hollering about innovation and shit like that. Like, that is one thing I will say about the old captains of industry is that when they hollered about innovation, at least they were, you know, trying to break ground. Yeah. (laughs) You know, these guys aren't reinventing the wheel. They're just repainting it and rebranding it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, but at the same time, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel just works. I mean, I don't know. So back to the COVID thing. What are some things that you think are going to work moving forward that didn't work before? And what are some things that you think didn't work before that will work now? Did I say that right? I don't know if I said. I'm going to try and understand that all right so like i've mentioned this before but uh plastic wrapping on pastry at wawa i don't think that's going anywhere so you think single-use plastics is going to be a big thing moving forward so that's going to be another hill for us to have to climb over when it's all said and done because we're already trying to tackle the single-use plastic issue i mean maybe making them more biodegradable right they are very thin plastic have you been to any i know you've done weddings what are those looking like are we still social distancing at weddings or i mean like you've been to a wedding since you social distance until the drinks start pouring yeah but pretty much once it all gets going nobody has their masks on outside of the people that are working mm-hmm. i mean and that's not to like you know snitch on people like you said that's i mean that's just that's how that's how i mean we we're it, not like people are getting up. vaccinated yeah. and you know not, everybody wants to go back to something resembling normal so i'm not here guilt tripping and not every i mean there were some people wearing masks yeah but you know it's a fucking wedding and a lot of it was outside yeah and i mean now that so I, and i also feel like we are oh, seeing and yesterday and two days ago's wedding was like literally 32 people yeah so and how many weddings have you worked in the last like couple of weeks i think like four in the past three weeks yeah so that's what i'm saying like you know the numbers of events are going back up fucking tickets for travis scott's tour sold out in like fucking within hours of it opening 
Like, people are ready to go back out again. Although, you know, um, I saw a report saying that AMC doesn't think that it will be able to survive even uh, after restrictions are lifted. You know what I mean? Because movie theaters were kind of already on shaky ground before the pandemic hit. Yeah. To me, I, I there's, there's not... You can't replicate seeing a movie in a theater. No, and I don't, and that's why it's always a weird thing to hear that movie theaters could be going away. But I guess what we'll be seeing is uh, horror movies not in the theater have no interest for me. Oh, I love movie theaters release weekend at Arundel Mills yeah. are the greatest thing ever. So, I mean, it movie- really is like the Ralphie Mae bit. Moving forward, though, does that mean... Because to me, what that means is we'll have a lot less movie theaters. Like, movie theaters won't go away, but we'll have less of them. Like, and you'll have to go out to, like, you know, major metropolitan areas to to see a movie. And with less venues for movie theaters, that leaves less room for choices of movie. You know what I mean? So every time you go to a movie theater, it will be a big blockbuster event. Something from Universal, something from Disney, something from Lucas. You know what I mean? Which to me means less indie movies. Or... I know that was a long way to get to that, but still. That makes me think about the independent movie theater. If AMC is basically going to collapse under the weight of itself... Yeah, but I mean... Maybe that'll leave independent movie theaters in a better spot. You have movie theaters, iconic, independent, like, I think the Arclight and, like, stuff like that over in uh, L.A. and stuff is, like, closing down. So it's like, you know, you do have these independent movie theaters that aren't surviving because most people are going to the big-name movie theaters to watch or to, you know... So, with everything opening up, you think comedy clubs are opening up? Um, yeah. Um, which means that open mic like the... night is opening up, right? Oh lord! Which here means we go. me and you are gonna go to open mic night, right? Uh, I mean, potentially we have s- multiple ideas for live events happening. We won't say any more than that at the moment, but we've got some projects brewing. I'm totally gonna make you do stand up. We'll see how that translates. Y'all, let us know if you think I should do stand. I'm pretty sure I can do it. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't. The idea of me doing stand-up, though, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how... You just embody the uh, persona of the Hood Pope. If y'all get our YouTube videos to 500 likes, I'll do stand-up. Don't scare you, motherfucker! (laughs) I'm definitely... God damn, you took it back to Bernie Mac. That's it. That's it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is normal. None of this is normal. Bernie Mac show is great, though. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to talk about it.